Welcome to the new John Simmons Show. After years of battling a gambling addiction, John found a hope and a future for his life through Christ. He has spent the last several years encouraging others to find joy, peace, and hope in their lives by walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, John wants to help you find the passion, vision, and faith you need to start writing out God's sentence for your life and help you add to it every day. Full lines are now open. Call or text 314-880-0808. Now, here is your host, the new John Simmons. Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network, where you can find God's sentence for your life, where we talk about finding passion, vision, and faith in your walk with Christ so that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope today. So excited you've joined us on the early week broadcast here every single night at 9 on your radio, and also over on Facebook Live to search for the new John Simmons show. Live audio available at newjohnsimmons.com, also on your home devices and on multiple radio stations throughout the country. Check newjohnsimmons.com for listings. Welcome to the program, everybody. Early early week edition. A lot of good things coming up later in the week. Tonight is just going to be a, you and me in a conversation about how to unlock passion, vision, and faith in your life. So we've got that going on. Later in the week... We have a, a, a guest visiting us in the studio, definitely Holly, from social media fame. I don't know if that's what you call it or not, but she's going to be uh, joining us in the program to talk about Jesus and probably share some of her testimony on Wednesday. We have uh, author and director of the Fellowship of International Missions, Paul Bereka. He's going to be joining us on the program on the live stream. We've got a lot to look forward to, and I think the week after that we have a, you know, Brad Cooper. Yeah, Brad Cooper. He's not related, or does he look like the Bradley Cooper that everybody knows about, but he does have a new film coming out called Godspeed. It's a documentary about a bike race, race, a bike race, a bike race across America. Easy for you to say, John. So a lot of good guests uh, coming down the road here. Very excited about sharing those with you and getting you excited to tune in to the next few episodes of the show. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, tonight's show, though, talking about how to unlock passion, vision, and faith in your life. This is a foundational teaching of the ministry that supports this program, a ministry I founded in 2013. After battling a decade-long gambling addiction, I found a hope and a future for my new life in Christ, a hope that I had no idea could even exist. I was completely depressed and frustrated with the way that my life turned out and now I have hope and I have peace and I have joy in my life that when I was in the midst of my addiction I never thought would show up and no matter how many pills the doctors put me on or how many people you know bailed me out or how many counselors I saw nothing seemed to work to help me turn my life around except for Jesus he is the only thing that came into my life and absolutely transformed the future and the path that I was on. And so I want to encourage everyone who may be listening tonight or in the future, God's got a plan for your life. It is a plan to turn around any frustration you may have with how your life has turned out so far to use you for kingdom-minded work. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be some slave to the Lord. No, it says that God created and designed you with the purpose He's given you gifts that are irrevocable, gifts I would imagine you want to be able to use to their best ability and not just leave dusty on a shelf in your life. If you knew you could be a pitcher who threw 98 miles an hour, wouldn't you want to know that so you can get sent up to the major leagues? Of course you would. It's like that in your life for many areas, whether you know it's a gift for a career or a gift for a ministry or a gift for just teaching other people something they haven't learned before by living it out yourself. God has given so many of us the opportunity to follow him, but he's given all of us 
every single one of us, a gift that we can use to serve the Lord once we find Christ is our Lord and Savior. That's the only way to salvation. I didn't make the rules. I just share them. The Bible says that there is no other name except Jesus that salvation can be found. And once you find salvation, we don't want you to stop your path there. We see some Christians, and I've seen it in the last six years since I've been born again and living my life for the Lord. I've seen some people who get born again, whether it's early in life or later in life or after some you know moment where they were at church camp or at some convention, and then they get home and nothing in their life changes. I want you to know that that is not the life that Christ died to bring you. You can find salvation. You can go to heaven without living your life for God, without finding his purpose for your life. But aren't you interested in knowing what it is? Because when we do things on our own, things are frustrating. They don't work out always like we hoped. We have that icky feeling in the pit of our stomach that things are just not working out, whether it's in a relationship or we see our children doing things that we don't wish they were doing. There are opportunities in our life for us to seek the Lord's face. And I think that the biggest opportunity in our life after salvation is for us to seek out the Lord's plan and purpose for our life. Your unique gifts and purpose, wouldn't you like to know what they are? Tonight we're going to talk about how to unlock your purpose and your plan from God. We teach three things here on the show. These are biblically based steps that we've got an interesting way of putting together so that you can sort of see it from another perspective, maybe one that's easier to digest, maybe one that's more exciting to you to want to chase after. I can tell you to save your money and don't overspend and make a budget so that you can find wealth later in life, but sometimes it's it's easier to put a fancy bow on it and for the Bible of Christ, we've been doing that for years. It's been the same message for years. Christ is the answer. Christ is the, the method of salvation. But we put the message inside different churches and out of the mouths of different preachers. And we put it in all sorts of different books. It's all the same. The Bible, guess what? You go to the Bible store, and they've got the woman's Bible, and they've got the Bible study, and they've got the concordance Bible, and they have all these different Bibles. Guess what? It's all the same Bible. It's just They just slapped a different cover on it. That's all. The men's Bible. The men's devotional Bible. I, wor- I worked at Lifeway for several years. And they had hundreds of versions of the Bible. Different translations. But really, it's all just a different cover. It's all Genesis through Revelation. It's all the story of God and his creation. And, and the son he sent to die for us so that we can have salvation through him. I want to encourage you that your life, that you're living today, can be saved by Christ eternally. And once you find Christ, you have the opportunity to then find the unique plan and purpose that you were designed to walk. If you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Look up Ephesians 2.10. It's a Bible verse. It's in the New Testament. You'll find all of what I just said labeled clearly as God wanted it to be labeled in Ephesians 2.10. You have been designed, you are God's handiwork, depends on which translation you're reading, to do good works through Christ Jesus. If you want to be able to find out what those good works are, that's what this ministry does. We want to teach you three things that can help you find what we call God's sentence for your life. This is the way for you to write the story or write the testimony of what God has for you. We see in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, in in the chapter 11, that there are recorded testimonies of ordinary men and women who were following God and did extraordinary things for him through faith. And so if God used ordinary people before the Bible was written, after the Bible was written, and also today, we have to assume that he's also can do amazing things through us. The Bible talks about that the Recorded efforts of our lives are being written down, and those books will be opened. If we don't find Christ as our Savior, those actions will result in the judgment of our lives. And if we do find Christ as our Savior, it will determine our rewards or lack of rewards. It will determine 
the the eternal jobs and things that we have. There's a lot of things that take place when you are here on this earth that have eternal ramifications. But as I once saw a meme or a picture on Facebook say, if the prices of if the price of sin was paid immediately, there'd be a lot less of it in the world. But sin, which just means to miss the mark, by the way, just means to do something that you're not supposed to be doing that God has asked us not to do or to do differently. By the way, we're not following Old Testament law anymore, if you didn't know that. Some people who don't believe in God think that we're supposed to like have all these Ten Commandments and the 600 laws that were written in Leviticus. The Bible says in the New Testament, after Christ, that the law is now written on our hearts, that we can use the top two commandments as a guidepost for following God's plan for our life to love God with all our heart, mind, body, and strength, and also to love others as ourselves. It says that all the other commandments hang on these two. So if we're able to find a way, not always easy to do, easier to say than it is to do. I can speak from experience. Struggling in an area of my life right now, trying to lose some weight. Been on the Weight Watchers. Anybody tried this Weight Watchers before? I did it years and years ago. Years and years ago. You know, you always thought you were at your heaviest years and years ago, and then somehow that weight just keeps creeping up. That was my life anyway. I, I gained a, a whole lot of weight while I was gambling, and I tried several times to lose some of it. And there was one time in the you know the early 2000s, I was on Weight Watchers and lost a bunch of weight. And then over time, and you get married, and things start to shift and move, and Taco Bell sounds a lot better because it's right next door to the station. We've got a lot of issues here. We got I got Jack in the Box on one side and Taco Bell on the other, and I got Steak and Shake across the street. Got to start bringing my lunch to work because I'm having an issue with the food. And I'm, I like to be honest on the show, and I like to help all of us out. So I'm on this Weight Watchers program right now, trying to lose some weight. I've lost a little bit of weight, not enough to write home about, but I'm excited about the process because. The sin in my life, you know, continues whether or not you know Christ or, or not. And so for me, the sin is obviously that I'm not keeping my, my body temple well for the Lord. And I'm not thinking about my long-term life with my kids, and I want to be healthy for them. And so I'm starting to think about uh, people, not just myself and not just the satisfaction that comes from eating a, a delicious double cheeseburger, but rather I want to be able to live a long life for my children and also uh, for the gospel of Christ to be shared through my life, and so I want to be able to do these things. It's not always easy. It's always easy to say I want to change my life, not always easy to do. And so I'm walking out this process right now. I want to be clear with you guys that we're all going to be walking out a process, all of us. The Bible says that the righteous, even the saved people in the world, sin every single day multiple times, and it's our job as believers just to get back up, to repent quick, to forgive others quick and for and to ask for forgiveness quick. If you messed up, you need to go to that person you messed up in front of, your boss or your spouse, or maybe you messed up and, you know, ding somebody's car, but nobody was around to see it. You got to leave that note. You got to say something. You don't just get to be like, oh, nobody saw it. You know, it's our role as a believer to deal with the circumstances in our life, whether it's a sin issue, whether we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing. And sometimes sin does not mean that you know, we're doing this awful thing. We're not going around murdering everybody or we're not going to be on Dateline anytime soon. One of my favorite shows. They had some good episodes this weekend, by the way. Maybe we'll do a Dateline spinoff show. New John Simmons show, Dateline. I would love to have Keith Morrison on the show. He is an excellent investigative journalist. He is one of my faves. I love his voice. They had this app. This is off topic, but it's interesting to me. They had this app that came out a little while ago called Waze or Waz. And this is like a, a Google Maps app that was uh, something you could download on your phone and it gave you directions. And it was supposed to be like real-time updates of traffic. And like if you were driving somewhere and you saw an accident, you could like click a button on your phone. And so then it would give you real-time alerts to anybody else using the app. Well, on this app, you know how... If you go on your iPhone or your Android, you can pick different settings for voices, and you can have like an Australian person or a woman or a, a man or different accents or languages. Well, on this Waze app, one of the features was that you could have Keith Morrison from Dateline as your road trip advisor. Make a left here. Or should you, it said. <laughs> ah, or should you. There was all these antidotes at the end of each 
decision you would make that made for interesting drives home. <laughs> very, very, I, I still have that app. I don't use it. Uh, the app itself, I don't think, worked as well as my iMap or whatever it's called on the iPhone. But I'm I'm thankful for stuff like that because it gives me joy. Anyway, so that was off topic. We're gonna we're gonna steer the ship around here. But I like to share with you what's going on and things that are interesting with me because it's my show and we get to do things the way I want to do them over here. Tonight we're talking about how to unlock passion, vision, and faith in your life. I want to start with a verse that is very near and dear to my heart, especially in the concepts of passion, vision, and faith, because in this one section of Scripture, it highlights all three of these tenets that we teach in the ministry, and I think that if you just read Proverbs 3, you're going to be able to find a lot from the Lord in it. These first 12 verses in Proverbs 3, they unlock a lot of God's Word and a lot of what God wants to teach us as new believers, as even as old believers, as people who are living out a new life in Christ. And it doesn't mean you have to be a new believer, it just means that you have a new life, meaning that you had an old life, no matter how old you were when you got born again, whether you got born again at 5, 50, or at 100, God has a plan for your life to be a new person in Christ. So here you are as a new believer, and you want to find out what God's plan is for you. You want to walk out God's sentence. You want to be one of these ordinary people who do extraordinary things from the Lord. Well, Proverbs 3 will guide you in that direction. It talks about passion, vision, and faith. There's many other wise words, as most of the Proverbs do. Not always fun to hear, but uh, God's word is always encouraging and also pointing sometimes. And if we allow God's word to speak to our hearts, big things can happen. In fact, that's how Proverbs 3 starts. In verse 1, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. This is what I was talking about a little bit earlier when I said that Jesus, when he was here on earth and he was asked, What are the greatest commandments? And the Sadducees are always trying to trip up Jesus and trying to get him to say something he shouldn't say or you know, prove that he's not the son of God. But each time they were, <laughs> uh, they were sorely mistaken that they could pull the wool over Jesus' eyes. And Jesus says to them, and in multiple Gospels, it accounts that Jesus says the greatest commandments are to love God with all your mind, heart, and strength, and also to love others as yourselves. So in Proverbs 3 it says, Keep these commandments on your heart, and don't forget them. And so if you're going to try and unlock passion, vision, and faith, I think it starts here. It starts with knowing God's Word. And if the only thing you know about God's Word is that He wants you to love Him as hard as you can and learn how to love others the same way you love yourself, you're you're off to a great start. You're doing more than many Christians will ever determine to do for their lives because we are born into a sin nature, and a sin nature just means that we are born to act out our own best interests. Even if it's not horrible to do the things that we're doing, if we're not doing what God wants us to do, then we're living out our own self-interest. doesn't make us bad people. doesn't mean we're going to go to prison. None of that. But God's plan for our life is for us to follow his plan. And it also says that we can find joy peace and hope if we do that when we come back we're going to dive deeper into proverbs 3 we're going to discuss some of the things that you can do to unlock these three things that are so important to writing god's sentence for your life passion vision and faith don't go away you're listening to the new john simmons show part of the testimony house network Faithfully Fit and Wellness is St. Louis's all-new faith-based fitness program. Not only does Faithfully Fit want to see you shed pounds, but also wants to see you shed any other weight you've been carrying through Christ. Classes are filling up every morning during the week, so grab your spot in an individual class or an eight-week boot camp. Faithfully Fit offers classes in circuit training, drumstick fusion, cardio, and strength and personal training. Classes start at just 5 bucks, and the eight-week boot camp starts at 75 but wait, as a listener of the new John Simmons Show, Faithfully Fit is offering you a buy one, get one free boot camp when you mention this ad when signing up. That's two camps for the price of one. You can bring a friend, split the cost, or have your second camp for free. Either way, this is a special offer only for show listeners. Sign up today by calling 314-239-4149 or visit faithfully.fit for more information. 
Faithfully Fit can also hold classes at your church or school. Don't delay. Contact Faithfully Fit where they hope to strengthen your body and your relationship with Christ. Call 314-239-4149. Testimony House Ministries is the proud sponsor of the new John Simmons Show. We are so thankful for all of you who tune into the show, watch us live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Without all of you, the new John Simmons Show and all the other Testimony House Network shows would not be possible. Please visit newjohnsimmons.com today and click the Partner With Us tab to help us continue sharing our message of future and a hope through Christ with others. God bless. Hey everybody, new John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the hundredth time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. It took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000, allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including where I blamed God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, the new John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com. The new John Simmons Show is part of the Testimony House Network. To learn more about the network or to watch other network programs, please visit TestimonyHouse.org. Now, here's the new John Simmons. All your promises are yes and amen. All your promises, all your promises are yes and amen. Welcome back to the show, everybody. New John Simmons with you here each and every evening at 9 p.m. So thankful you've joined us both on Facebook and on your radio. But if you want to stay connected with the show, the best way to do do so is to head over to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the like. Look for at New John Simmons. That's how you can find me or you can find the show by searching for the New John Simmons Show. How original. (laughs) Uh, That song you were just listening to was a live studio performance from the Both and More conference leaders who were in town just a week or so ago i saw just this weekend they were in springfield missouri with heidi baker over there having a huge conference and uh it was exciting to watch that stuff online including the guys who were leading worship at that conference having had them on the show that was an interesting and exciting thing to see so if you have the opportunity and you want to watch that for yourself head over to iris global and on the facebook page There is a video up uh, from the guys who were in the studio just a couple weeks ago. Good times. Tonight we're talking about how to unlock passion, vision, and faith in your life. This is our foundational teaching from the ministry that God has a plan for your life. We call it finding God's sentence. It is the idea that God is writing down all the things that we're doing. And as he's writing them down, we need to be doing them. (laughs) So here's the point. Uh, God's plan for your life is for you to be able to do the things that he's designed you to do. Just like, uh, you know, we create hammers and nails and things like that that uh, have a specific purpose. A hammer is not better than a nail. They just do different things. And so for us in the kingdom of heaven, we have the opportunity to be used for exactly what God's purpose for our life is. So I'm not really... uh, I'm not really sure about you, but if you're a hammer and you're acting like a nail, you're not going to feel satisfied in life. You're not going to do what you've been created to do. It doesn't mean that you're bad because you see your neighbor and he's a hammer or he's a screwdriver and you've always wanted to be a screwdriver or you've always wanted to be a hammer. No, God's plan for your life is for you. It's for you. And it's going to really unlock hope, peace, and joy in your life. And I really want to help you determine that. I want to help you find... God's plan for your life. How do you do that? Let's look inside Proverbs 3. It's going to be a lot of what we're talking about tonight. This is one of my favorite set of scriptures because, you know, if you unpack it from our perspective, it talks about passion, vision, and faith. It also gives you key things you can hold inside your life. If you, if you can commit to doing them intentionally, 
you're really going to see God's will be unlocked in your life because some people are always like, well, how do I do it? How do I get what God has for me? How do I find out what my gifts are? How do I write a plan for my life? How do I get a vision from God? These things are answered in the Bible. But if you don't have the time to read the whole thing, you know, I want to be able to help you today, tonight. I want you to not go to bed worrying about God's plan for your life. I want you to find and know what God's has for you. Don't be afraid to step out in it. So we're going to look at Proverbs 3, continue to. We've already started in the last segment. Proverbs 3, starting in verse 1, we'll repeat it. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add unto you. How many of you have gone, well, I want, to, I want that superpower? I mean... I played this game a lot as a kid, you know, or sometimes even as an adult, you sit around, you know, at a party or some gathering and somebody says, you know, if you could have any superpower or, you know, you could get any three wishes from a genie, right? You have these conversations with your friends sometimes and you think, well, I want to fly or, you know, I want to be invisible or, you know, I'd ask for a million more wishes. Aren't these ones we commonly ask for? What if you could ask for a longer life? I mean, I don't know of anybody who's who's ready to go right now, are they? I mean, we all want Jesus to show up. We all want him to come pick us up. I get that. But I don't think anybody's ready to leave in this moment if they don't have to. And God's word says that if you want to live for a while, if you want this, this superhero power, essentially, doesn't mean people won't get sick, doesn't mean you'll, you, know, you won't die, doesn't mean that. You can't live forever in this body. We all live forever, by the way. You get to determine where that forever is. Proverbs 3 says that if you want to find length of days and also peace in your life, remember we say that finding God's sentence for your life allows peace to be restored in your life, meaning that no matter how big the waves are that are crashing into your boat, no matter how difficult the circumstances, you will have peace in your life. Peace. I didn't even realize I was missing peace in my old life. I mean, I went to bed worried every night. I mean, the thoughts in my head that would go on were so incredible. I mean, I would worry about the money I owed people. I'd worry about a girl I was thinking about at the time. I'd worry about my weight. I'd worry about my job. Worried about my apartment. And if I'm going to you know, lose it because I don't have the rent money because I just blew it in Tunica gambling all on a weekend bender, you know, lost my rent money. God has a plan for us, and that wasn't his plan for me. His plan for me was not to worry every single moment of my life, but I didn't realize that was worry. I mean, you obviously can say it, and like, John, you were worried, but it was just natural for me to feel that way. It was just part of my, you know, existence. I didn't know any other way. And for a lot of us, we don't even realize that we're so worried about life and that it's weighing us down and that we lack this peace. We lack it. And God's word wants you to find it. If you want to unlock God's purpose for your life, you want to unlock God's sentence, keep his commandments on his heart, on your heart. If you want long life, if you want peace, Keep God's commandments on your heart. And I'm going to let, you know, we've already boiled it down to two commandments that Jesus said himself in the Gospels. Love God with all your heart and love others as yourself. Let's move on to verse 3, which says, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. This is what passion and faith look like, guys. We teach you to find passion here on the, in the show and on the ministry. Passion is the idea that you are able to know God's will. Passion is knowing God's will. A vision is seeing God's will. Two different things. And faith is doing God's will. That's what we teach you. Through the Bible, this is one of the verses talking about love. Love, as defined by the dictionary, is a strong emotion. Passion is defined by the dictionary is the suffering of Christ on the cross, number one. That's the number one dictionary. Christ had so much passion 
that they defined the word after him. That's how we get the passion of the Christ story. The second definition of the word passion in any secular dictionary you pick up will say a strong emotion. Four strong emotions, love, hate, anger, and joy. These are emotions that can lead us, if we are led by our emotions, to make lifelong, life-changing choices that we may or may not really want to make. If you get angry enough, you might punch somebody in the face and go to jail forever because they died. And that's not necessarily something you want to see happen. So we have to not be led by our emotions, but our emotions are obviously guiding our lives. We're obviously, we obviously exhibit emotions, and we can be led by them. And so if we want to find passion, the passion we really need to find is the passion of Christ, not the strong emotion passion. But love is a passion. And if we want to find love like Christ had for us, the Bible says, John three sixteen that God loved us so much that he gave his son. So if we want to love God or if we want to love others as ourselves, as the Bible says, as Jesus said, we need to give up something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do we got to give up? We got to give up our ways. We got to give up the life we think's best. We have to give up our selfishness. We have to give up our way and our path to salvation. Being good enough isn't good enough. You know, a works-based mentality is not good enough. Salvation is found through faith in Christ alone. I want to be with you in heaven, all of you. I want you all to find hope, peace, and joy in your life because I know from a personal, deep-down experience what it's like to not have any of those things. And that's a hard life to live. And I'm going to do whatever I can for the rest of my life to encourage you whether you're listening today or you find me in 10 years or you never find me at all, and maybe your friends do, I'm going to be talking about Jesus as long as I have breath in my lungs because I know the power of Christ. And he, he loved us. He loved us so much he gave us something. If you love your wife, you'll move across the country if she gets a job. You love your kids, you'll put them in the best school. If you love yourself, you're going to give yourself the, the newest iPhone or you're going to buy yourself the car that you want. You're going to give something. If you love God, what are you willing to give to God? Well, I go to church on Sundays. Well, that's great. What do you do at church? Do you volunteer? Do you talk to anyone? Do you shake hands? Do you hate that part in church? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me about those people who say they hate shaking hands. I know I met them. A lot of you don't like shaking hands. Meet somebody. Make a friend. You are who you hang around. Maybe you'll turn into somebody better than you are today if you just meet another Christian. That's how I was. My old life, I didn't have no Christian friends. Not a one. Not one person was going to call me up and talk about Jesus. Now I can't get enough. Get me around Christians. Christians, especially ones that are on fire, they want to go somewhere. I want to be like who I hang around. If I hang around with a lot of people who are trying to go somewhere for Christ... They're going to draw me with them. If I'm if I'm acting a fool, they're going to help me get straight. If they're acting a fool, it's vice versa. It's like this fire. I mean, we talk about being on fire sometimes here on the show and getting the fire from God and these things. If you look at the like logistics of a fire, like an actual like a bonfire, right? So, if you have a small little fire and we put a little fire down and we put four or five little logs on it, you know, we can have a nice fire. You can see it for miles. But if we start adding on huge logs and we add the more and more pieces of wood we add to this fire, the bigger the fire gets, the hotter it burns, the longer it burns, the easier it is to see from farther away. This is like the body of Christ, okay? If you're a believer and you only spend time around some other believers, you're like this small little fire. You're a small little fire that, yeah, some people can see it, but it's not really as hot or as large as the other fire because there's this other church or this other ministry or this other group who's following the Lord and they're chasing after God's plan for their life. And they're all connected. And as this huge log, each person being a log on the fire, the fire grows bigger and hotter and is able to be seen from further away. Those logs help each other. However, if you were to take one log off of that big fire, you wouldn't notice 
you would not notice a difference. It's easier for any of us to step out of the burning fire of being near to Christ and seeking his path for our life. But the consequences are severe because you step around and you get outside that big fire where you are who you hang around. What happens to a log if you take it off the fire? It's going to go out. It's going to go out. It may take a moment to go out, but eventually it's going to be out. It's going to be cold. Meanwhile, the fire's still blazing where everybody else is at. But that individual Christian who thought, well, maybe this isn't God's plan for me. Maybe this, you know, this wasn't what I wanted to do. Or maybe you didn't even seek after God's plan, but you got near some Christians, but you thought they were weird or whatever it is. If you start living life by yourself, you are that log that's about to go out. You got no one to help keep you on fire. I don't want to be a person who stepped away from the fire and my fire goes out. I want to be part of the fire that's so big that you can see it for miles and miles. I want to be part of the fire of God where people are chasing after God's plan and purpose for their life. And you can have it too. It's not just for me. It's not just for my Christian friends. It's for you, wherever you are, whoever you are, whether you know Christ today or not, he died. God gave his son so that you could have life eternally and also here on this earth. Life that is filled with joy, peace, and hope. Not only that, Proverbs 3, going into verse 4, says that if you have love and faith to seek after God's plan for your heart or for your life, you will find favor and good success in both the sight of God and the sight of man. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible because the world will tell you that if you have God, you can't find success in the same way that you find success without God. Many people find success, whether it's, and by the way, success is defined as wealth, fame, or respect. So if you have wealth in the world, so you have a lot of money or you have a lot of respect or you have a lot of fame, there are many people who find that without Christ. There's many people who will find that without God. In fact, Lots of them will tell you that God had nothing to do with it, and they'll take all the credit for themselves. Meanwhile, they're still living with the gifts that God gave them. They may not be using them correctly, but our gifts are irrevocable, so some people can able to tap into their gifts, whether they know what they're using them for or not, and find success. But this scripture, this particular scripture, Proverbs 3, 4, says that if you're able to live a life of love and faithfulness, which is passion and faith, two of the three things we teach on this show, you are going to find favor and good success in both the sight of God and the sight of man. This is incredible because you can find success in the world standard. You can find wealth, fame, and respect. You may not find each of those, but you can find them. But either way, even if you don't have riches, the world will still look at you if you're following God's sentence for your life is you've lived a successful life. That person has succeeded. The world won't even be able to look at your life as a Christian and say, you didn't do it right. God's plan for your life is for you to do his plan above your own. It's hard to do. It's hard to give up. But if you learn to love God as Jesus asks us to, you're going to learn to give it up. Because ultimately, if you if you can understand this, the giving up your life so you can gain it. That's what the Bible says. Give up your ways of doing things, pick up God's ways of doing things, and you will gain life, both eternally and here on this earth. You can do it today. When we come back, we'll discuss a couple other verses from Proverbs 3 that can absolutely transform your life. Find hope, peace, joy. They are all available to you. More on that when we come back. You're listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. Are you interested in learning more about finding God's sentence for your life? At NewJohnSimmons.com, there are articles and videos describing how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. In addition, NewJohnSimmons.com has a variety of ways for you to be encouraged to continue writing God's sentence. As always, you can hear the show live weekdays at 9 p.m. Central Time by clicking the Listen Live button when you visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Want to see behind-the-scenes photos and get the latest news from the show? All you have to do is follow at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter.
Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get back to the new John Simmons Show. Welcome back to the program. New John Simmons Show. If you want to catch past episodes of the show, head over to iTunes or Google Play. You can also find us on your home devices. There's lots of areas of the Internet that have our show, CastBox, NewJohnSimmons.com. So many different places for you to pick up an encouraging episode. Share with your friends, would you? Let other people know that we're out here trying to encourage people to find Christ and find God's sentence for their life. It's such an important decision to make. And sometimes church isn't enough for people to get there. You know, you can beg and plead someone to get to church, but maybe one night, maybe in the middle of the night, they might check out an episode of this show or a show like it and be encouraged by the words of the gospel or by the testimonies of people who have found Christ for themselves and be able to do what God has for them because they find Christ. Tonight, that's exactly what we're talking about, how to unlock God's plan for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. Passion, vision, and faith. These are the three you know, foundational teachings of this ministry and this program that allow you to know God's will, see God's will, and do God's will. It's all about him. We think it's all about us, but that's our sin nature talking. <laughs> and we have to find a way to do what God wants for us. It's easy to say, harder to do. It took me 29 years to find Christ. But ever since... I've been desperate to find exactly what he has for me because I'm interested. I spent my whole life being told that I was unimportant that, and I, and I watched from the front row seat is the things that I wanted to do weren't happening. I had all these, you know, ideas of grandeur that my life was going to be important and people were going to put me up on a pedestal. None of those things happened. In fact, the opposite, almost rock bottom. They called it. Uh, I don't know how many times I hit rock bottom, but I probably could have put an address down there, wherever it was. It hurts down there on the rocks. I was on the rocks for a long time, and at no point while I was on the rocks did I ever look towards Jesus as being the answer to my bad life. You know, I was always just looking at what does the world tell you you have to do to find hope. Well, you, you go to the counselor and they give you some medicine to make you happy. Did that. You go to GA meetings or AA meetings to get rid of an addiction. Did that. You go see a counselor and talk about your feelings. Did that. You sign yourself off the, the casino so you can't go in anymore or they'll arrest you. Did that. Didn't stop me. <laughs> Just drove to a different casino <laughs> in a different state. Ha. <sighs> Or when we're truly stuck in our sin, it's it's the world's method might help for a while, but ultimately, if you want to find deliverance, whether it's from a sin or addiction, or whether it's just for hopelessness, more than fifty percent of Americans say they have depression. That's a sign of a lack of Jesus in your heart, because nowhere in the Bible does it say if you have Jesus, you're going to be depressed. No, it's the opposite. It says you're filled with joy and peace and hope. In fact, it says that God is the God of hope and that he overflows it into your life. Romans 15, 13. There's a lot of things I want overflowing in my life. Good health and money be all right. I'd love to have a smile on my face every day. Overflowing. My kids, I know what it's like to overflow something because, you know, I pour the milk in them juice cups every day, every morning, got to pour out the milk. They knock them over. It gets everywhere. I know what it's like to see things flowing and overflowing. And man, that picture to me is just, there's just too much of it. It can't even fit. I get it. And that's God's plan for your life with hope. Many people walk around, they don't even understand they're lacking it. But that's what depression is. If you don't have hope, you're going to be depressed. God has a plan for your life. If you want to unlock passion, vision and faith in your life. We're looking at the scripture from Proverbs 3 tonight to try and encourage you and talking about how it's something you can do today. The things in Proverbs and this particular scripture are things that you can start enacting in your life today. You don't have to go to bed tonight without thinking that something can change. 
You're going to have to do something. Change doesn't come without effort. Change does not come without effort. You think you're going to see something change in your life, but you're not going to work hard to get there? There's profit and hard work, the Bible says, Proverbs. If you roll one debt into a new credit card, that debt's still there. You might feel like you've done something, but it's still there. You have a problem being a a good employee at one job and you switch jobs, you're still going to be a bad employee. You'll still blame the boss for all your trouble. You want to find God's sentence for your life? Let's look at Proverbs 3, 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. This is what faith looks like. Faith and trust are synonymous words with one another. Faith is a hopeful expectation of the future. Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Do you have hope in a better job or a better life or a better spouse? Not not if you're already married. I mean, like if you're not married. Do you have hopes of children? Do you have hopes of going to school and getting a degree? Do you have hopes for tomorrow? Or do you go, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing a year from now or five years from now. You're so desperate to get back to the past that you thought was good. But God's plan is for your future. You can't go back there, guys. God's plan is for your future. And if you want to find God's future for your life, it says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. How many of us try to figure it out? Even Abraham, the father of our faith, was told by God that he was going to have a child in his old age. Even his wife Sarah told the same thing. And after years of waiting, and I'm sure it got very difficult, thinking, did I hear that? Was that just a a noise in my head, or was that really God? And they went and had Ishmael. Don't lean on your own understanding. doesn't mean God can't bless your mistakes or you can't turn them around. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This means to have a hope-filled expectation that God is going to make your future brighter than your past or than your current circumstances. It says in verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. This is an idea of vision. We talk about vision a lot on the show. The idea of finding a vision from God is that you can see clearly God's future for your life. Many people don't know what they're going to do tomorrow for lunch. Nonetheless, know what they want to do or what God has for them to do moving forward. If you acknowledge God in all your ways, that means acknowledge God in your family. God, thank you for being part of my family, for being the head and for showing me how to be a better father and a better husband. Show me for... Show me how to be a better you know, person at church. Show me how to be a better friend. Show me how to be a better worker. I acknowledge you in all of these areas of my life. Makes your past straight. So many of us are like, what do I do next? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Trust the Lord with all your heart. And acknowledge him in all your ways. Don't keep God out of your life. Prayer is hard. Many people don't read the Bible. If you're not reading the Bible, you're probably not praying either. If you're not doing either one of these things, God is not in that situation. God's plan for your life is to be involved in your life. Verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Uh Uh-oh. This is what selfish nature looks like. You're wise in your own eyes. You think you know it all. This is what it looked like when we get in arguments on the internet. And I don't care if you're arguing about recipes or politics or religion or basketball or baseball or you're arguing about whatever it is. If you're wise in your own eyes, if you have an opinion that's the opinion and cannot be moved and is always right, you're wise in your own eyes. Now, it might be right. But if every opinion you have is like that, it's going to be a difficult life because this is guiding us to humility. And humility is a path to faith and a path to finding God's sentence for our life. Being humble. Humble is another word for being teachable. If you're unwilling to learn, it's going to be hard to do what God has for you to do because you're unwilling to learn it. Or if he's trying to teach you what to do, you're not going to... You're going to be a bad student. You're going to fall asleep in class. You're going to cut class. You're not going to think it's worth knowing. 
oh, I'm never going to use home ec. I'm never going to use gym. I'm, you know how we talk about this in school. Why on earth? Why did they teach me how to do a budget in school? God's word teaches us how to do a lot of things, but if we don't fear the Lord, this verse says in Proverbs three seven, and turn away from evil, it's going to be a life of selfishness. Evil is sin. Sin is just missing the mark. I'm not here to tell you you're doing everything in your life wrong. I'm telling you that we've all done wrong. And God's plan and purpose for our life is to find salvation through Christ and then to find his plan and purpose for our life. This is it. These are the two major decisions we make in life. Some of us don't even realize they're that important and we make no effort to make a decision. Guess what? Indecision is still a decision. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you tonight, don't delay. Time is fleeting. I went to a funeral this weekend of a guy who died in brain cancer 12 months after he was diagnosed. It was a sudden death. The entire family was heartbroken. Things can happen in your life, and you don't want to not know where you're going. You don't want to make that decision or have it be made for you. Indecision is still a decision. You need to say yes to Christ and say yes to God who sent his son to die for your sins. It'll absolutely transform your life. Once you find Christ, discover passion, vision, and faith, and be able to write God's sentence for your life. We'll have more on that as we continue to do the show each and every evening. Don't forget to catch the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. You can also check the Facebook video or YouTube for our live shows and past episodes as well. I want to thank Mr. Curtis behind the boards. I want to thank all of you who commented and shared on Facebook tonight. I want to thank all of you for listening both on your radio and wherever else you're listening to it today. Thanks so much. And until next time, guys, I pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today. Thanks for listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. To replay this episode or listen to past episodes, look for the new John Simmons Show podcast on your mobile device. Stay connected to the show. Read the latest news, blog posts, and see behind-the-scenes photos by following at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like to learn more about how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life, or join a growing community of people who are finding passion, vision, and faith for their lives, please visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Until next time, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.